WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at 6 o'clock as we give you our very first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Democrats on stage in Ohio. More in one minute. And we'll play some highlights from the Democrats' debate. And we'll pay tribute to a giant and a good friend to us all. Our former political analyst on WFLA, Lou Fry, has passed away. It's all ahead on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Elizabeth Warren claims it's time to fight back against the monopoly of big tech companies. During last night's Democratic presidential debate in Ohio, Warren insisted that all the biggest U.S. monopolies should be broken up. We need to enforce our antitrust laws, break up these giant companies that are dominating big tech, big pharma, Thank you, big Warren. oil. Meantime, Kamala Harris repeated her call for President Trump's Twitter account to be shut down. She argued that Trump's tweets are often incendiary and irresponsible. And is using that platform as the president of the United States to openly intimidate witnesses, to threaten witnesses, to obstruct justice. And he and his account should be taken down. The candidates also did not hesitate to take shots at each other as they touched on issues including health care, Syria, guns, and impeachment. Yeah, and we'll, we'll play some of those shots that were taken last night. I think there was... A- a breakout candidate there and who's going to be really helped by this debate and a couple who are going to be hurt and we will talk about it all in a moment, Alan. All right, bud. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Closing arguments take place today in the Orange County murder trial of Markeith Lloyd, accused of killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend. On the witness stand, Lloyd claimed he's been targeted by police. My question to you is none of this is your fault. No. Back. You're really the victim here today. Of course I am. In the spring, Lloyd goes on trial for the murder of Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. He faces a possible death sentence in both cases. Florida homeowners could pay 30% more for property insurance next year. An insurance company president telling state senators that lawsuits filed after Hurricane Michael are costing the industry hundreds of millions of dollars. And break out the brooms in D.C. The sweep is complete. In the air, center field. This should do it. Robles will squeeze it. And there it is. The Washington Nationals are National League champions. The Washington Nationals World Series bound. Audio courtesy of TBS. Tommy Edmond flies out to Victor Robles to lock down the Game 4 NLCS win for the Nats over the St. Louis Cardinals 7-4 and complete their sweep to head to their first fall classic in franchise history. The Nationals guided by seven runs in the first inning and 12 strikeouts on the mound from Patrick Corbin Tuesday as Howie Kendrick was named most valuable player of the National League Championship Series. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. The Nats will face either the Astros or Yankees in the World Series. Houston leads the American League Championship series two games to one after a four to one victory at yankee stadium yesterday afternoon wfla news time is 605 seven people are found living in a farm basement waiting for the world to end that story's online at wflaorlando.com like us on facebook follow us on twitter at wflaorlando 
The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Very good morning to you one and all. Buttheading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox here until 9 o'clock. We will in this hour give you comprehensive coverage and analysis of the Democrats' debate, but also the Orlando mayor's debate that was held last evening. That is all coming up, but we will begin um, with a story of, of particular importance to us, and I think, as you hear it, will be to so many of you as well. Lou Fry has passed away after a long illness at the age of 85. Uh, Lou was our political analyst here at WFLA for for many years and served in Congress as a Republican, and they were rare in those days for 10 years, had a couple of failed attempts to become our governor and U.S. senator, settled into uh, a great law practice, and also was all about improving the lot of everybody in Central Florida. He was the ultimate uh, old-time politician looking to reach across the aisle and to compromise he uh, also was the, um, the visionary behind the, 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 the still very active and influential Lou Fry uh, School for Government and Politics out at the University of Central Florida. You will hear tributes across the aisle to Lou Fry later in this show. But let's listen to Lou for just a moment here, talking about one of his favorite subjects, why our politics have become so partisan and so cynical, and why we need a new approach from those who are newly elected to Congress. We've become cynical because now the Congress itself and our leaders are incredibly cynical in terms of how uh, they operate. Without civility, you'll never have bipartisanship. You can, you can just forget that. Uh, when I was in Congress, I took an oath, but it wasn't to the Republican Party. It's you know, the country. It was the country. Preserve, defect, and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And we've seemed to forget why we were there and what it was all about. Sometimes at night when I have a little extra time, maybe say my prayers, I, I asked the good Lord if he could give us two year in the thought process people coming up to the Congress. And by that I mean people who will go up and will say, look, this is what I believe and why I believe. I may win, I may lose, but I'm not worried as much about the election process as I am worried about the country. And- Lou is just terrific. You know, he had a great public dimension to his life, but he was a great family man, married to his wonderful wife, Marcia, for well over 60 years, a huge loving family here, and just had his hands in, in everything around Central Florida trying to make life better. I loved talking politics with Lou Fry. I loved having him on to analyze things in the uh, election night. Boy, he would give you trends, and he was, he'd be on the money. He would identify where the votes were coming in for a certain candidate and say, that candidate's not going to make it, or this one's going over the top. Watch it happen. And he nailed it every time. And then in the clip you played, uh, Bud, where uh, Lou is discussing civility in politics, the lack thereof, uh, you can hear why he was so highly respected by both Republicans and Democrats, even though he was a member of the GOP. You're right. And also, I had the opportunity to interview him a few times, and uh, he was one of the rare politicians who would actually give you a straight answer. Oh, he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he'd get in your face at times, but always, always, uh, I don't know, there there was a gentleness about him. A very smart man, too, let me just say that. And really largely responsible for Orlando International Airport being what it is, for the shuttle program being here uh, in in Florida on the Cape, and more on that later on. Yaffe, you uh, worked in early in your, your tenure here 
with us and, and right. with Lou when he was our political analyst. Yeah, he would come on Mondays, so it would be Fridays or now, or Mondays or now Fridays, and we would bring him on, and he was great. And I got to meet him a couple of times in person once when he helped us during the the presidential election in 2012. Right. Just the nicest guy. Really liked him. And yeah. Melissa, you went way back with oh, Lou. Oh, yeah. I produced many shows with Lou Fry. He was either the main guest or the co-host. He's just a great character. Uh, and as an elected official, I was here when he was working. He set a standard of sticking to principles, but still being open to discussion on yeah. how to solve problems. Sure. Like Alan said, you know, I wish many people of his character were in or running for office today because he was an old school Republican and he put that country above party. And he's going to be missed. Oh, no question about it. He did a lot of shows with Dick Batchelor, who's a Democrat, and uh, they had the highest regard for each other. They mm-hmm. disagreed all the oh, time, but were yeah. never, never disagreeable with one another. And I know that uh, Dick and, and, and so many others and all of us and so many people in Central Florida whose lives were touched by Lou Fry mourn his passing at the age of 85. But this was a long life, well lived. And I just believe with all my heart there's a very special place reserved in heaven for the one and only Lou Fry. Twelve Democrats on the stage. We'll get to the debate here in a moment. And we want to make your wallet great again today with another $1,000 on the line in our texting contest. We're about to announce the keyword of the hour in just seconds. Text that keyword to 200-200 and you could win a grand. Be watching for a call from area code 513. That could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. We'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 611. Headlining this story out of Washington on the impeachment front that broke just before the Democrats' debate last night, the House is not ready to have an impeachment vote against President Trump. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the three committees investigating Trump are still doing their work. An impeachment inquiry was launched over Trump's phone call with Ukraine's president in which he pressed Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. All right, to the battleground state of Ohio we go. Twelve Democrat candidates for president on the stage last night in a marathon three-hour debate carried on CNN. I think the breakout winner, if there was one, was the uh, mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg. Um, He and Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, are trying to stake out the relative moderate ground that has been occupied by a fading Joe Biden, who I think went down a few more pegs last night. Word salad is how Fox anchor Brett Baer described a whole bunch of Biden's answers. Just too much searching for words, stammering to get something out and whatever. Um, He did have some good moments. We'll share those along the way. But Let's get to Buttigieg and Klobuchar, both trying, as I say, to grab some of that moderate ground occupied by Biden. Here they are going after the front runner, clearly, who took the incoming heaviest of all all night long, Elizabeth Warren, on her Medicare for all plan and how she proposes to pay for it. Warren responding with the answer no reasonable person thinks is true. Your signature, Senator, is to have a plan for everything except this. 
No plan has been laid out to explain how a multi-trillion dollar hole in this Medicare for All plan that Senator Warren is putting forward is supposed to get filled in. At least Bernie's being honest here and saying how he's going to pay for this and that taxes are going to go up. And I'm sorry, Elizabeth, but you have not said that. So I have made clear what my principles are here, and that is costs will go up for the wealthy and for big corporations and for hardworking middle class families. Costs will go down. Here's Buttigieg locking horns with Tulsi Gabbard on the U.S. situation in Syria now. Both are military veterans. Buttigieg served in Afghanistan, Gabbard in Iraq. Respectfully, Congresswoman, I think that is dead wrong. The slaughter going on in Syria is not a consequence of American presence. It's a consequence of a withdrawal and a betrayal by this president of American allies and American values. You can embrace, or you can put an end to endless war without embracing Donald Will Trump's policy you end policy the regime change war is the question. What we are doing... What is an endless war if it's not yet another regime change Please. war? Please allow him to respond. What we are doing, or what we were doing in Syria, was keeping our word. Part of what makes it possible for the United States to get people to put their lives on the line to back us up is the idea that we will back them up too. And here's Klobuchar blasting President Trump, then Democrat frontrunner Elizabeth Warren. So I'm still waiting to find out from him how making that call to the head of Ukraine and trying to get him involved in interfering in our election makes America great again. Does it make America great again? It makes Russia great again. I want to give a reality check here to Elizabeth because no one on this stage wants to protect billionaires. Not even the billionaire wants to protect billionaires. Uh, We just have different approaches. Your idea is not the only idea. Boy, that was a revelation for Elizabeth Warren. What? Wait! I'm not the only one with ideas and all my ideas are great and all yours are terrible. I mean, it was it was crazy last night. But if you're looking for those who might have scored points, Klobuchar hasn't even actually um, cleared the hurdles to get into the next debate on November 20th with the Democrats. So maybe she will get there because, I mean, if, if I'm a Democrat right now, I see the moderate Joe Biden fading and he's not coming back, gang. Okay, age is overtaking him. The whole Hunter Biden thing, you'll hear about that in just a moment here. Uh, If you're looking for a moderate that you think is actually electable and can beat Trump, maybe Buttigieg, relatively speaking, and Klobuchar are your only serious hopes. So you got to root for them if you're a Democrat. Uh, More debate highlights and lowlights and your take on it all, 407-916-5400 or text us at 23680. Anybody that you think sticks out in the Democrat field? Anybody you think Trump ought to be worried about? Let's talk, shall we? And we will right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines out of Central Florida for you right now. The mother of a long-missing Brevard County woman still has hope. Deputies, a private investigator, public works employees, and Palm Bay police dug yesterday for the remains of Brandy Hall behind her former home in Malabar. The 32-year-old firefighter has been missing for 13 years. Nothing found in the search, but her mom tells Florida Today newspaper that that means there's still a chance her daughter is alive, and the search will continue. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. 
Joe Biden just was not a dominant player in the debate last night at a time when I think he needed to be. Here's Biden on his son, Hunter, which he did not want to talk about. The question coming from CNN's Anderson Cooper. The question is, if it's not okay for a president's family to be involved in foreign businesses, why was it okay for your son when you were vice president? Vice President Biden? Look, uh, my son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I carried out the policy of the United States government in rooting out corruption in, in Ukraine. And that's what we should be focusing on. And what I wanted to make a point about, and my, my son's statement speaks for itself, what I think is important is we focus on why it's so important to remove this man from office. My son's statement speaks for itself. I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. Even when my son was the attorney general of the state of Delaware, we never discussed anything. So there'd be no potential conflict. My son made a judgment. I'm proud of the judgment he made. What does that last line mean? Proud of the judgment he made to what, get off the board? Well, you know, the thing is, he did not answer the question that Anderson Cooper asked him. No, he did not. He didn't want to go near it, and I could understand why. I think that was really ill-timed that Hunter Biden was on ABC yesterday morning. We played the cuts as they came in. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and apparently that was not uh, green-lighted by the Joe Biden campaign. And, you know, just was, a, you know. Yeah, he just went out on his own and did it, apparently. That's Hunter bizarre, Biden. isn't yeah. it? Well, see, Joe said they don't work together at all, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's proven. We never <laughs> talk about anything like that. Here we go. Near the end of the debate, Biden getting as fiery as he can get these days, laying into Elizabeth Warren about helping her get votes for legislation she was trying to get passed. Listen to Joe and to Warren's answer that makes it clear she is not about to give old Joe credit for anything. I got votes for that bill. I convinced people to vote for it. So let's get those things straight, too. Senator Warren, do you want to respond? I am deeply grateful to President Obama, who fought so hard to make sure that agency was passed into law. <laughs> oh, Oops. Brutal. <laughs> Finally, kind of a nice moment here. Bernie Sanders, just two weeks from a heart attack, hung in there all night, was the same old irascible and at times funny Bernie Sanders, the socialist, at age 78, asked about his health. You're 78 years old and you just had a heart attack. How do you reassure Democratic voters that you're up to the stress of the presidency? Well, uh, let me invite you all to a major rally we're having in Queens, New York. And we are going to be mounting a vigorous campaign all over this country. That is how I think I can reassure the American people. But let me take this moment, if I might, uh, to thank so many people uh, from all over this country, including many of my colleagues up here, for their love, for their prayers, for their well wishes. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm so happy to be back here with you this evening. Standing O. Standing O. You know, I mean, I mean his politics, in my, my, my opinion, are a disaster. And he's not going to be president of the United States. He's down to 11% in the last poll. And people are just not going to go with a guy who's had a heart attack and who's 78 years old, and not enough people are going to go for his left-wing socialist policies. But from a strictly, you know, human standpoint, you know, uh, he's, he's a guy I think that people find likable. I mean, I totally disagree with everything about him, but I believe he believes what he believes. 
in his own crazy way, loves this country, even though he wants to remake it. Yaffe, you had a chance to watch a lot of that debate last night. Takeaways? You know, there were actually a lot of good performances, you know, outside of Joe Biden and others. But I thought Beto O'Rourke did pretty well. I thought Andrew Yang did pretty well. So um, we'll see what happens. I don't understand the obsession with Amy Klobuchar, why everyone thinks she's so great. I I can't see her. They're looking for a moderate. They're looking for a moderate. Yeah, I guess that's it because I can't see her going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, I wasn't impressed with any of it last night. The only thing I liked about Beto is he kept interrupting Elizabeth Warren so I didn't have to hear her screech. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. True story, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Warren held her own, though. Yaffe, Yaffe, you are Trump's campaign manager for the next 10 seconds. Who do you fear most? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, there were actually a couple of lines last night from Elizabeth Warren that if she can make those lines in the campaign, I would fear her. I would. We'll be going back to debate highlights later on. Right now, Alan, can we, you've got something. I was going to say, if I'm Donald Trump's campaign manager, the person I fear most mm-hmm. is Donald Trump. I knew it. Well, yeah, I think he's the only point. one who can beat Donald Trump is <laughs> yeah. Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree said with that. It before. <laughs> True, yeah. You've got the news. The Parkland Commission meets for a second day in Orlando, and NASA unveils its new moon suits. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 6.30 on Good Morning Orlando. But heading on alongside me right now, our newsman and my good friend and our co-host and the birthday boy today, I might say, Alan Spector. Happy birthday. More on that a little bit later on. Thank you. But a very important story unfolding in Orlando, and you have the latest to begin the news. The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Commission wrapping up a two-day meeting in Orlando today with public comment. The group is finalizing recommendations to be shared with state lawmakers next year. The chairman, Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gualtieri, says... Schools need specific reunification plans coordinated and consistent with law enforcement. Should we say the Broward County Sheriff's Office did not control the scene at the Marriott and that resulted in inappropriate access, media access to victims' families? Yes. Yes. Gualtieri says the Broward Sheriff's Office and the schools were not prepared to notify relatives of the victims of the Parkland massacre. Many were given inaccurate information or could hear others shrieking when they received the devastating news. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A 17-hour manhunt that put three schools on lockdown is over in Lake County. Mount Dora police yesterday arrested Charles Gunn II for allegedly robbing an Orange County restaurant at gunpoint the night before. A second suspect remains on the loose. Yesterday's search led to a full lockdown at Mount Dora Middle School and partial lockdowns at Mount Dora High School and Mount Dora Christian Academy. An annual event can continue in Volusia County. The county council there voting to allow the Legends of Racing Parade to take place at Ponce Inlet in February, even though the county's lawyers recommended rejecting the proposal because the parade would allow cars on a part of the beach where they're not allowed. I'm glad they're pushing hard to make that tradition um you know, a part of the future. Yeah, the organ- the organizer said, uh, well, we're not going to move it. There you go. We're not going to do it anywhere else. The panic that ran through a mall in Boca Raton this past weekend is now explained. Police say surveillance video shows a janitor rolling his garbage cart over a balloon which popped, prompting shoppers to run for the exits. Mm. And NASA unveils the new designs for spacesuits to be used by the next generation of moonwalkers. NASA's planned lunar return by 2024 means new spacesuits will be needed. Engineer Christine Davis put one on and showed the world what it looked like. So to be clear, 
Christine is wearing a spacesuit that will fit all of our astronauts when we go to the moon. NASA Chief Jim Bridenstine making reference to earlier this year when a female astronaut couldn't spacewalk due to a suit not fitting her. And Chief Spacewalker Chris Hansen says these new suits are a little DIY. This suit can be upgraded and it can, and it can be worked on in space by the astronauts. We won't have to take it all the way back to Earth on the ground to, to upgrade and modify. Eben Brown, Fox News. With something about the new spacesuit, and we'll get into this in an hour, that shocked me yesterday, and we'll talk about it. Nobody asked, uh, does this spacesuit make my bottom look big? <laughs> WFLA News Time is 637. <laughs> if you miss any part of Good Morning Orlando, get caught up with our podcast on iHeartRadio. Here's a headline that ought to do Bernie Sanders' ailing heart good. Sanders is reportedly about to pick up a significant endorsement from the left wing of the Democrat Party. The Washington Post reporting New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC for short, will pull her support or throw her support behind Sanders for president. The two expected to appear together at a rally this weekend. And then there is um, squad member Elon Omar of Minnesota, and uh, she is also supporting Sanders, it is reported, along with squad member Rashida Taleb. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us all across the radio dial at FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, and now on FM 94.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, still on AM 540. The election for Orlando mayor is coming up on the 5th of November, and there they were last night. Um, the three candidates for the highest office in our city, incumbent Mayor Buddy Dyer, who's been the mayor since 2003, the way things look to me right now, this has become so non-competitive and he is so dominant that it appears he will be mayor as long as he is alive and maybe after that. Also on the dais is former Orlando police officer and city council member since 2006, Sam Ings, and Aretha Simons, a Navy veteran who runs a company that helps nonprofits get started and apply for grants. Um, this went on for an interminable hour. Almost wiped out the Bud Man watching this. I just couldn't take it, but I hung in there. Here is a question for the three on the proposed one-cent sales tax hike for Orange County. And we've talked about it a lot here. It's been all over the news. One-cent sales tax hike for Orange County. That's the proposal, and that would, of course, include Orlando. Listen to Mayor Buddy Dyer. Question coming from moderator Mike Lafferty. Now, this guy's supposed to be a journalist. He's Orlando Sentinel's opinions editor. To my amazement, as you will hear, Lafferty doesn't seem sure... Just how much of a sales tax increase is being proposed? I would like to ask the, about the about the tax, uh, which uh, I guess is still in being discussed about what it's going to do and how it would be spent. And I, I believe it's one cent, or yeah, it's a one full cent. Yeah, it's one yeah. cent. So I would like each of you to talk about that a little bit, Mayor. You said that you yep. support it. Um, I'll be can supporting you talk more it. About and why? what's important to know is that. Uh, more than 50% of the sales tax in Orange County is paid by tourists, paid by visitors. And one cent of sales tax will generate about $640 million a year. Dyer pointed out he wants to make sure that funding SunRail and the Lynx bus system are the top priorities that the sales tax gets on the ballot and passes in November of next year. And I expect that both will, well, the first will happen, the second hopefully will not. It shouldn't pass. 
Um, by the way, the moderator wasn't the only one who wasn't really clear on how much of a sales tax hike we're talking about. Here's Aretha Simons, candidate for mayor, who, like the debate moderator, doesn't seem clear on how much of a sales tax hike they are pitching. I still think we should raise, move that tax to the tourism industry. And he mentioned that I didn't know it went up to a penny. First, I thought it was just half a cent, that's so now nice. it's, a full, it's a full penny. Ah, everybody will have to pay that tax, whether you're poor, whether you're rich, so everybody will pay the same tax. Um, we already have low wages. We're the lowest wages, so you're taxing people who already have a low wage, so I think it's important that we reconsider that. All right, so Aretha Simons is against the sales tax hike now that she's clear on just how much they're talking about. Uh, Sam Ings, you're running for mayor. How are you feeling about a one-cent sales tax hike, sir? Well, I'm not feeling it right now, and, and specifically because it's another tax. It's another tax on the people. We've got an affordable housing uh, crisis here in Orlando, and uh, we need to deal with that. These two, Ings and Simons, have no chance. There hasn't been a competitive race for mayor here since Buddy Dyer became mayor in 2003, and that debate was as lame as any debate I have ever seen, Mike. Yeah, it's kind of sad they don't have a chance, though, because outside of her not knowing what the tax was going to be, she actually had a decent response, and so did he. Yeah. I'm totally okay with They're what they right said. They're right on the issues, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Dyer has this Jeez. town sewn up. Let me say this is definitely indicative of a need for term limits. And Amen. some better quality <laughs> candidates yeah. as well. You've talked about that on the show before. Oh, uh, yeah. For years. This screams totally for it. But for God's sakes, if you're going to try to take somebody out in an election who's a longtime incumbent, you got to get some people with some fire who have a clue what the heck they're talking about, you know, and to know how much the sales tax hike is that they're proposing, for God's sake. You know, this and is get just, a moderator who knows the answer to that question, but too. This is just going to be a call for all of our listeners to text and call in and say, Bud, you need to run. Yeah. Or, Bud, you need to relax. Take mm. a chill pill, Bud, man. <laughs> all right. How about we back off the gas a little on the politics and play the sound judgment game? A great Halloween show and production at the fabulous Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center in downtown Orlando. Maybe you haven't been able to get there. If you've been there before, you'll want to go again. This is a very special prize, and we offer it on sound judgment to those of you who've not won in the last 30 days. you got to get on the phone right now. And if this prize isn't for you, this is a fabulous prize to give to somebody else. You might owe a little favor to or a little love. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Give us a call. Sound judgment contestants only. Great prize coming up. Toll free still open. 866-916-5400. Sound judgment right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Very quickly in two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines of international interest right now. Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo traveling to Turkey together today. The two heading out after President Trump again defended his decision to pull troops out of northern Syria, clearing the way for Turkish forces to invade. Pence and Pompeo expected to meet with the Turkish President Erdogan tomorrow. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories. The Promise Sun. Good morning, Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. The Daily Sound Judgment Game. I've got the question. I have one open line on the toll-free. Grab it at 866-916-5400. 
And how about a little more on that prize we're playing for? Oh, Melissa? Bud, this is a beautiful prize. Now, if you win Sound Judgment today, you and a guest are going to attend Orlando Ballet's Vampire Ball at the Dr. Phillips Center, October 31st at 730. Hauntingly good fun awaits you with the newly revamped Vampire Ball. It opens Halloween night. It runs through November 3rd. If you'd like to purchase tickets, go to drphillipscenter.org or just join us right now by winning Sound Judgment. And here we go. We're ready to go. If you're trying to get in, a wrong answer opens a line. Grab it quickly at 407-916-5400. Well, as we said, it's Alan's birthday today, but it is also the birthday of an even more famous performer who is the focus of today's Sound Judgment game. I want you to listen to this longtime movie and TV star as she sings the theme song from Disney's original Beauty and the Beast. Then... Use your sound judgment to give me her first and last name and tell me how old she is today. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and who is that and how old is she today line one you're up judy carlin no open line 407-916-5400 okay i don't know what's going on but they're out in force early line two you're up go ahead who is that how old I know her name, but I can't think of it. Thank you. Oh, okay, sorry. Judy Garland. Let's go, 407-916-5040. My wife drove herself crazy saying, I know who this is, and couldn't quite get it mm. for the longest time last night. Uh, but here's line three. Go ahead. Julie Andrews? No, it's not Julie Andrews. Longtime TV and, uh, and movie star. Goes way back. Who is it? How old? Sang Beauty and the Beast. Line four, you're next. Audrey Hepburn? No, nope, nope. Think Murder, She Wrote on TV. Oh, come on. Let's go to the... It's almost 7 o'clock. We got a newscast coming. Spectre's tapping his watch. I thought this was the smartest audience. Uh, Well, I I don't know where they are, but we got some other folks (laughs) filling in very well. Go ahead, Toll Free. Who is it? How old? Uh, Agatha Christie. No, no, no. Line one, who is that? How old? Hello? Who is it? Um, Angela Lansbury, she's 94. Yes. Yes, the game mercifully is over. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How many dead people do we have to name before we got to someone who's actually celebrating a birthday today? <laughs> What's your first name? I'll write you a note. This is Bob from Kissimmee. Yeah, Bob, this will be a thank you note. We're just glad somebody got the, the answer and won the prize. Let me put you on hold, okay, buddy? And let you work okay. it out with Melissa? Sure. Okay, all right. Sorry, Alan, it's already 7 o'clock. Let me turn it over to you. I'm looking forward to partying with Angie later and on by today. by the way, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Keep having them. Democrats debate in Ohio, and half of the World Series matchup is set. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 7 o'clock. Good.
WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic once again on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on 94.1 FM, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Democrat debate number four. More in one minute. LeBron James could have come out in favor of the freedom fighters in Hong Kong. Or the Communist Chinese, his choice next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. How old is too old to be President of the United States? Speaking at last night's Democrat debate in Ohio, former VP Joe Biden says one of the reasons he's running is because of his age and experience. We need someone to take office this time around who on day one can stand on the world stage command the respect of world leaders from Putin to our allies, and know exactly what has to be done to get this country back on track. The 78-year-old Biden says with his, is he 76, isn't he? Yeah. He's 76, Bernie's 78. Yeah, I get them all mixed up. The 76-year-old Biden says with his age comes wisdom, and the president must be able to gain respect on the world stage. Something Julian Castro said was the most tweeted remark at last night's debate, The former HUD secretary was arguing against mandatory gun buybacks during the debate, and Castro brought up the recent shooting in Texas of a 28-year-old black woman who was shot by a white police officer performing a welfare check. A cop showed up at 2 in the morning at her house when she was playing video games with her her nephew. He didn't even announce himself, and within four seconds, he shot her and killed her through her home window. She was in her own home. Other topics brought up during the debate included impeachment, Syria, and health care. We played a lot of cuts in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll have a lot more at 8 o'clock, Alan. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Vice President Mike Pence will be joined by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo when he heads to Turkey later today. The two are departing one day after President Trump again defended his decision to pull troops out of northern Syria, clearing the way for Turkish forces to move in. Closing arguments are set for today in the Orange County murder trial of Mark Heath Lloyd. On the stand for a second day, Lloyd claimed that he killed his pregnant ex-girlfriend because he feared for his own safety. But he didn't stick around to tell police what happened that night in 2016. And they got people in there that already hate me. We don't stick around for them to come out and shoot me. You didn't come back? You didn't come back to the scene when the police were there, did you? No. You, you ran away? Yeah, I, I don't... I, I don't trust the police, and I felt like the police was going to kill me. I felt like my life was over after that situation happened. In the spring, Lloyd will go on trial for killing Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. The man who pulled the trigger and killed a Florida State University professor will not be put to death. A Leon County jury sentencing Sigfredo Garcia to life without parole for killing Dan Markell five years ago in Tallahassee. Catherine Magbanwa is also accused of killing Markell in a murder-for-hire plot but the jury could not reach a verdict on her charges, and she will be retried. And it's a clean sweep in the nation's capital. The Washington Nationals break out the brooms. And that ball's down the left field line. Ozuna's over, can't get it. This is going to score two more. 
on the first pitch. Call courtesy of TBS, Trey Turner's two RBI single caps off a seven-run first inning for the Nats, while Patrick Corbin would make history on the mound with ten strikeouts through his first four innings of work. The Nationals top the St. Louis Cardinals 7-4, win the NLCS four games to none, and head to their first World Series in franchise history. Meantime, the Houston Astros took over the series, leading the AL Championship best of seven with a 4-1 to win over the New York Yankees, now up two games to one. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Apparently the Yankees didn't hear it was my birthday. No, they yeah. owe they owe you a gift today. They're playing again. They need to square that series with the Astros. Although it looks like it may get rained out. WFLA news time is seven oh seven. Shades of the movie Super Bad. An underage man is busted trying to get into an Iowa bar using a fake McLovin ID. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando, and good morning to you wherever you are this morning. But heading around, Inspector Michael Yaffe, Melissa Fox, we noted with Sadness at the top of our show at 6 o'clock, the passing of a real giant in, in, in our community and in, and in politics. And uh, here at WFLA, our former political analyst, Lou Fry, uh, has left us at age 85 after a long illness. We will have special tributes across uh, party lines because that's exactly the way uh, Lou Fry played politics. He just tried to get things done and compromise and find common ground. And he was just a terrific gentleman, and we all knew him, and we all loved him. And our hearts go out to his loving family and his legion of associates and friends literally everywhere. There was only one Lou Fry. Unfortunately, because we could use a lot more, especially today. I think you're right in so many ways. So more special tributes to Lou coming up later in our show. LeBron James is, you know, the superstar of superstars of the National Basketball Association. He had an opportunity that he really whiffed on, to mix my metaphors and bring in a baseball term here. Um, yesterday, he entered the, uh, the furor over that tweet by the Houston Rockets general manager, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. You know, and the riots and the protests and communist China is trying to shut, shut them down, deny their freedoms, and just, and just crush the people of, uh, of Hong Kong and their freedom movement. Where does LeBron James stand on this? Well, you'll hear in a moment, and we'd like to know what you think about it. Be ready to call at 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680. Alan? And be ready to win $1,000 as we try to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. We're just about to announce the keyword of the hour. It's coming up in seconds. Text that keyword to 200-200. You could win $1,000. Be watching for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando, it's 710. Central Florida headlines right now. A 17-hour manhunt that put three schools on lockdown now over in Lake County. Mount Dora police yesterday arrested Charles Gunn, the second, for allegedly robbing an Orange County restaurant at gunpoint the night before. A second suspect remains on the loose. Yesterday's search led to a full lockdown at Mount Dora Middle School, 
partial lockdowns at Mount Dora High and Mount Dora Christian Academy. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. I think any patriotic American would support the freedom fighters in Hong Kong who are waving American flags and trying to hold off the oppression of the communist Chinese. Any patriotic American would support that, it seems to me. I'll bet you almost everybody listening to this program would agree they come down on the side of the freedom fighters in Hong Kong. And so does the general manager of the National Basketball Association team, the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey. And he tweeted out, some time ago, this, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong, and the world came down around him. He was denounced by the communist consulate in Houston, by the owner of his own team. The Chinese Basketball Association announced it was suspending all cooperation with the Rockets, do no business with the Rockets at all, won't sell any of their stuff, even though the NBA is red hot in communist China, and the NBA makes a lot of money. The NBA put out a statement after that tweet from the GM at um, uh, the Houston Rockets saying that it was regrettable. Uh, They have considered firing Maury for that tweet, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And finally, because nobody else would in the National Basketball Association among the players say much at all, the king of the NBA, the superstar um, of all superstars, LeBron James, weighed in yesterday. He had an opportunity to strike a, um, a blow for the Freedom Fighters and support them. You know, he's a big-time social justice warrior here, calls President Trump a bum, won't go to the White House, etc., etc., fighting for all manner of social justice here stateside, usually maybe almost exclusively along racial lines. But you would think maybe, being such a man of principle, it would carry over to back the freedom fighters against the oppression of the communist Chinese. Well, here was LeBron James yesterday, not ripping the Chicoms, but ripping Maury, the GM who put out that tweet, the GM of the Houston Rockets. I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand, and, um, and he spoke. And uh, the, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that, too. Yeah, there's money to be made in communist China, by God, and don't anybody mess that up. Nice job, LeBron. What do you think? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. I'd like to get your take on that. Did LeBron make the right call or the wrong call? I blew the whistle on him. What about you? Headlines right now, and we're talking about this with you. LeBron James' criticism of the Houston Rockets general manager show of support for Hong Kong protesters not setting well with uh, some demonstrators. The day after the Los Angeles Lakers star's remarks, protesters burned James's jersey. James told reporters that Rockets GM Daryl Morley uh, was misinformed when he voiced his support for Hong Kong 
Freedom Fighters. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Yeah, happy they were burning LeBron James jerseys in Hong Kong yesterday as he came down <laughs> on the side of the Chicoms. It is amazing. <laughs> how mealy mouth all these NBA players are on this whole situation. It's really not that difficult. Uh, Let me explain it to LeBron. Hong Kong protesters, good. Mm -hmm. China, bad. Oh. Is this too difficult to understand? I don't. Yeah, the thing about (laughs) protesters burning shirts is those shirts are already bought and paid for, so that don't befront him none. But LeBron James is just one of the breeds of capitalist communists that place money above anything, you know, like uh, freedom, rights, human, humane treatment of others. Yeah. Great yeah, guy. but you see, domestically here, he's all about fighting for social justice. Uh, you know, he says he is. Please. Yeah, but but what if you're fighting for social justice, that should carry over to the international scene, don't you think? Yeah, you, know? you would think so. And it's, it's too amazing. much money. They're making too much money out of China. He wants the money, yeah. but they make more money here, and yet he'll say things that make half of our population mad. <laughs> but then he's, oh well, we can't make China mad. It's weird. Let's go to the phones. John, good morning from Winter's Springs on LeBron James. What about it? It's not weird. He's just got two faces, you know. The, the GM stood for freedom and to fight against the Chinese. And Mr. James is just fighting for all that money that he's getting. And he's, a wor- he's worried about losing it, sir. Got it, John. Thank you. Text line incoming. Ooh. What do you see? Yeah, one person says Nike athletes are more than willing to bash the USA. Nike depends on China for their international business. Nike no longer cares about U.S. consumers. Yeah, meanwhile, $250 a month those kids are making to make one pair of shoes. About the same price, if you know what I mean. Is that what they make over there to yeah, make the shoes that they sell here for a couple of hundred bucks? Right. About them, what they make a month is what the shoes cost here. Uh, someone called you to task. Bud, LeBron James, a man of principle, a social justice warrior. How and why do you make these off-the-cuff no. remarks about him? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a minute. That is the way LeBron James bills himself. Oh, okay, all right. That's not the way the Bud man bills him. That is what he claims to be. Let me be very clear on that. I thought I was before, but perhaps not. Well, I think this person is being a bit sarcastic because the text continues, for he acts, meaning LeBron James, and speaks in ignorance and supports the U.S. Socialist Party, the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't being ripped. No. LeBron's perfect example of Trump derangement syndrome, automatically taking the opposite position to Trump before engaging his brain. So... I don't know if that really works in this situation because, honestly, Trump hasn't supported the protesters that much. Well, and it's interesting now (laughs) because he's in trying to get a trade deal done with China, which is a huge deal. So I have to say that the president has not come down four square where we need him to be. So it's hard to say this is all about Trump. Because so then, it, then, then it, maybe it's all about money with everybody. Now, maybe it's about a platform that LeBron James speaking out on for justice and human rights. Would that be the right platform? Justice and human rights, not money? Because I don't feel any sympathy for well, a billionaire so. not making so. money. You know? I would think so. Okay. You know, Bud, you did mix your metaphors when you said LeBron James whiffed in I this did. particular oh, case. And I owned up to that. I Ooh. would say he threw up a brick. <laughs> in in basketball parlance. <laughs> exactly. There you go, Alan. Thanks a lot. 
Good morning, Orlando. Well, there are debates and there are debates. The Democrats in Ohio last night and another debate right here in Orlando. Money in politics was just one of the topics debated last night by the three candidates for mayor of Orlando. Incumbent Buddy Dyer said as mayor, he sits on several boards and it's impractical to ban donations from contractors who work for entities like the airport, OUC, or the Expressway Authority. If you started prohibiting raising money from anybody that does businesses with any of the boards that the mayor sits on, there wouldn't be too many people left to raise money from. I disagree with what he just said. You, you wouldn't get funds from anybody. That's, you get funds from citizens, people who believe in you. And this is why we as elected officials have to be cognizant of who we are and what we do to make sure that our integrity is not blemished in any way. Challengers Aretha Simons and Sam Ings taking issue with the mayor. City elections take place November 5th. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Commission is wrapping up its two-day meeting in Orlando today with public comment. School safety has come a long way since the Parkland massacre, but there are still plinty of improvements to be made. That's the word from Chairman Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gualteri, who's upset not every Florida school's in compliance with laws passed post-Parkland. He blames defiance and apathy. These changes are hard for a number of reasons, not the least of which is, is that there has to be permanent and sustained change. This is not... I stress that this is not a one and done, and then we go back to the way it was. Broward began the school year with 30 charter schools that did not have the required guardian in place. That problem has since been resolved. The commission's next meeting is in December. Wendy Grossman, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. A canine is credited with bringing the search for a possible serial killer to an end in Polk County. Stanley Mossberg was arrested yesterday morning in Winter Haven at a home in which he had barricaded himself overnight. Deputies say he shot at them seven or eight times before a canine helped take him into custody. The 35-year-old Mossberg was treated for dog bites, and he's now facing charges for two murders in Winter Haven and one in Tennessee, but he claims he has at least four more victims. The mother of a long-missing Brevard County woman still has hope. Deputies, a private investigator, public works employees, and Palm Bay police dug yesterday for the remains of Brandy Hall behind her former home in Malabar. The 32-year-old firefighter has been missing for 13 years. Nothing was found in the search, but her mom tells Florida Today that that means there's still a chance her daughter is alive. Elsewhere. Get ready for the arguments. The nominees for the class of 2020 are out for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There are 16 nominees, and they are in alphabetical order. Are you ready, bud? Yeah. Melissa, Yaffe? Got it. Pat Benatar. Hang on a minute. Yaffe's not ready. You ready now? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Just because I didn't say ready. All right. Okay, all right. Check in, son. It's radio. <laughs> he raised his hand. He really did. Pat Benatar, Dave Matthews Band, Depeche Mode, The Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, MC5, Motorhead, Nine Inch Nails, Notorious B.I.G., Rufus featuring Chaka Khan, Todd Rundgren, Soundgarden, T-Rex, and Thin Lizzy. Thoughts? How many did they actually select? How many do they actually select? Out of all of those, yeah. I think it varies from year to year. I don't think there's a set kinda number. Like, kind of like Baseball Hall of yeah. Fame or something. Some That's years you get wondering. nobody, sometimes you get a half a dozen Should of them. Should Whitney Houston really be there, though? Is she really a rock well, we've had people like Madonna inducted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Donna Summer so. yeah, so. is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I like Soundgarden. 
They're good. Yeah, I think Pat Depeche uh, Mode is due, Pat Benatar, and for fun, Motorhead. Dave Matthews Band. Eh. Dave Matthews Band is good. Uh, what about I, it, Alan? I mean, you're Mr. Music. What would you pick? Give T-Rex. me the top two or three. Okay, well, you can actually go online and vote for up to five. Yeah. So my five would be Pat Benatar, the Doobie Brothers, Judas Priest, Todd Rundgren, and T-Rex. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. And you can vote on the uh, uh, online by searching for Rock Hall Fan Vote or the word vote with any nominee name on Google. You can now enjoy grilled cheese and tomato soup in one crunchy bite. Lay's just unveiled its new chip flavor for fall. Yes, it is. Grilled cheese and tomato soup. You know, that is a great cold weather combination. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, my mother, I would come in from... You know, having snowball fights in the backyard up in New Jersey, and I would have tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, yeah. It was great. But, and but, they're making that all into one chip. Yep. But, Bud, what? your mom must not have loved you as much as my mom did, because when we came in out of the cold, we got tomato soup, we got a grilled cheese sandwich, and we had Fritos. Uh, I never got Fritos. And that's what makes the difference, and I think that's where Lay's is going. Yeah, well, they've, they've had other <laughs> flavors come out recently, like fried green tomatoes and crispy taco. The uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup combination hits shelves nationwide beginning next week. That's also when Lay's starts a new contest for a chance to win free chips for a year. See, I grew up in Florida, so I never came in from the cold. So I'm going to have to wait until temperatures go below 80 degrees before I can, <laughs> before I can do that. Just turn that may the, be a while. <laughs> turn down the AC and yeah. then... Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel an Icelandic trip That's for him. I cannot imagine they can make a chip taste like that. It's amazing what they, what they do with chips these yeah, days. Yeah, I guess so. And finally, you think politics is dirty in this country. A mayor in Hungary is back in office despite a leaked video which showed him engaged in a drug-fueled orgy. Just days before the election for the mayor of Jair in Hungary took place, video of 54-year-old Zolt Borkai surrounded by prostitutes and liquor on a yacht was posted online. Borkai initially called the video a smear attempt, but then he confessed and refused to step down. Borkai won re-election this past <laughs> Sunday. Of course he did. I want to party with him. <laughs> He's also accused of using government funds to pay for the sex romp. Of course. And awarding grants to one of the women seen in the video. I'm glad we haven't cornered the market entirely on sleazy politicians. Oh, no. It's global. <laughs> Find oh, more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Thanks, Alan. Um, you were telling us about the brand new NASA spacesuits got unveiled yesterday for the return to the moon next right. decade, right? Mm-hmm. Something really surprised me about that spacesuit, and I'll share it with you here in just a moment. It's amazing what has not changed in 50 years uh-huh. since we went to the moon. Um, it's ahead. After we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. National headlines now. Desperate housewife star Felicity Huffman's in the slammer. She turned herself in yesterday at a Northern California federal prison to begin her 14-day sentence for paying $15,000 to boost her daughter's SAT scores and get her into a fancy college. Huffman pleaded guilty to the charges as part of the massive university admissions cheating scandal. 
Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Count on it on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando. And so it was to much fanfare yesterday. NASA unveiled the new spacesuits it plans to have our astronauts wear when they travel to the moon and walk on the moon again in the next decade. And it was great to see. But I'll tell you, the big surprise for me came when the astronaut appeared and the suit seemed almost as bulky as what the Apollo astronauts wore 50 years ago. How can that be? Well, as you listen to some sound of the event, during the time from when the announcer stops talking until he starts talking again is nearly 30 seconds. That is how long it took for the astronaut to struggle up four little steps and waddle to the center of the small stage. Let's take a look at the spacesuits of the Artemis generation. Love the music. Walking up the steps slowly. <laughs> so, to be clear, Christine is wearing a spacesuit that will fit all of our astronauts when we go to the moon. I guess some problems do not have a solution. What it takes to for us to survive as humans, you know, in, in the vacuum of space, I guess requires something. That's just about as big and bulky now as it was when Neil Armstrong and company stepped onto the moon about a half a century ago. It looks even more bulky, right? actually. Well, it's I got that little was... poochy uh, area for the women when we get our little bellies in space. And what? There's well, room. I, I, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It also, I mean, you can twist and turn a little bit more because they have it like it's a swivel thing with yeah. bearings mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. stuff. But I was surprised by that. I was looking for something more streamlined and less restrictive, and I guess they just can't do oh, it. Oh, not at all. You know what I thought was really funny is they made that poor gal walk up those stairs in that mm. thing. I know. She goes, I, I, from, from what I understand, <laughs> the purpose of the way they built it is so they can walk normally while they're on the moon. Yeah, it didn't look so, that way. So back then, they kind of popped around. Yeah. Apparently, this new suit, okay. they'll actually walk like a human would. And so it's probably really heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, Were you thinking spandex or something, something that gives? I don't know. The main problem we had was that the females in space, well, once girls work together, we all ovulate together. And when you ovulate, you gain weight. Am I scaring you? And so that's why the, uni- the, the, the outfits weren't fitting when they went into space. They're like, I don't fit in this right now because I have to have at least two uh, sizes too big. You know. Well, this is why we can't have women walking See? on the moon. See? That's what I'm saying, but no, I mean any, any gal knows that when it's that time, you have you got your, you got your pants Holy that are smokes. size bigger. Yeah, only what's a girl happened would've... to this conversation? I was gonna say only a girl would have thought of any of that. <laughs> no, so it that's happened. Why they had it to. happened. They, <laughs> they had to do it. The gal in space, they went to go make the spacewalk. She went get in the yeah. the outfit, and it was like uh, this isn't gonna happen. When she tried to get up the steps and across the stage, Yaffe, I swore I was watching a slow motion <laughs> replay. I says, oh, wait till they, wait till they play this at regular oh, speed. Man. That was regular speed. <laughs> She's like a toddler on her first legs, anyway. you know. Anyway, we're rooting for NASA. We're rooting for SpaceX. Anybody else who can get us back in the game up there. WFLA 
WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Fantastic to have you with us here on a Wednesday morning at the top of our 8 o'clock hour for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Democrats take the stage in Ohio. More in one minute. The Democrats' debate and what the president thought about it. Next on Good Morning Orlando. 805 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Elizabeth Warren claims it's time to fight back against the monopoly of big tech companies. During last night's Democratic presidential debate in Ohio, Warren insisted that the biggest U.S. monopolies should all be broken up. We need to enforce our antitrust laws, break up these giant companies that are dominating big tech, big pharma, big oil. Meantime, Kamala Harris repeated her call for President Trump's Twitter account to be shut down. She argued that Trump's tweets are often incendiary and irresponsible. And is using that platform as the president of the United States to openly intimidate witnesses, to threaten witnesses, to obstruct justice. And he and his account should be taken down. The candidates also did not hesitate to take shots at each other as they touched on issues including health care, Syria, guns and impeachment. Was there a breakout performance? I think maybe so. More highlights coming up. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Closing arguments take place today in the Orange County murder trial of Markeith Lloyd, accused of killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend. On the witness stand, Lloyd claimed he's been targeted by police. My question to you is, none of this is your fault? No. You're really the victim here today. Of course I am. In the spring, Lloyd goes on trial for the murder of Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. He faces a possible death sentence in both cases. An apartment fire that broke out this morning on Goldenrod Road is under control. A woman in the apartment managed to escape and was taken to the hospital to be treated for smoke inhalation. Firefighters rescued one cat from a first-floor unit and five cats were rescued from a second-floor apartment that had to be evacuated. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Police in DeLand are holding a homeless man after he allegedly stabbed a homeless woman to death. A spokesperson says it appears that the unidentified homeless man may have harmed himself before he was taken into custody. The attack happened this morning and investigators are still at the scene near Woodland Boulevard and Church Street in DeLand. Break out the brooms in D.C. The sweep is complete. In the air, center field. This should do it. Robles will squeeze it and The Washington Nationals World Series bound. Audio courtesy of TBS. Tommy Edmond flies out to Victor Robles to lock down the Game 4 NLCS win for the Nats over the St. Louis Cardinals 7-4 and complete their sweep to head to their first fall classic in franchise history. The Nationals guided by seven runs in the first inning and 12 strikeouts on the mound from Patrick Corbin Tuesday as Howie Kendrick was named most valuable player of the National League Championship Series. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. The Nats will face either the Astros or Yankees in the World Series. Houston leads the American League Championship Series two games to one after a 4-1 to victory at Yankee Stadium yesterday afternoon. WFLA News Time is 8.08. A patient dies after waiting more than three hours in the emergency room. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. 
Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on the new 94.1 FM, joining our signal at 93.1 FM and uh, AM 540, the iHeartRadio app, and in your car on the high-definition radio, 107.7 HD3. Um, In a moment, highlights from the Democrats' fourth debate, this in Ohio last night, 12 of them on the stage. They all went after the front-runner, Elizabeth Warren, big time. Um, But I think there may have been a breakout performance there. To what end, I don't know. But I think there was somebody who was stronger than anybody else, and it's not a top-tier candidate. I'll, I'll give you my take on that, and we'll see what you think coming up as we talk about the Democrats. And uh, you give us your take on which one you think Trump would have the hardest time beating. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. First order of business, though, we want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. In just moments, we'll announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200, and you could win $1,000. Watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you are the winner. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. We'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 810. In the wake of last night's Democrat candidates debate in Ohio, this tweet from President Trump, you would think there is no way that any of the Democrat candidates that we witnessed last night could possibly become president of the United States. Now you see why they have no choice but to push a totally illegal and absurd impeachment of one of the most successful presidents. That tweet from the president himself, always modest. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us all across the radio dial at FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, and now on FM 94.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, still on AM 540. Going to weigh in on the debate. We'll get to you absolutely as soon as we can. Mike from St. Cloud, you will be first on the phone, 407 916 5400. If you want to join him, and our text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, has always been a strong debater. He looks like he's 19. He's openly gay. I don't know how all of this would play out in a general election against Trump. I think Trump would chew up and spit out everybody on that stage last night. But if you're looking for a breakout performance, I think it belonged to Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Amy Klobuchar trying to claim as well some of the... um, moderate ground that has been occupied by a now fading Joe Biden. Uh, let's listen to Buttigieg and Kovajar going after Elizabeth Warren, the front runner now, who took a lot of incoming because she is the number one candidate now, uh, going after Warren on her Medicare for all plan and how she proposes to pay for it. And Warren responding with the answer that nobody believes. Your signature, Senator, is to have a plan for everything except this. 
No plan has been laid out to explain how a multi-trillion dollar hole in this Medicare for All plan that Senator Warren is putting forward is supposed to get filled in. At least Bernie's being honest here and saying how he's going to pay for this and that taxes are going to go up. And I'm sorry, Elizabeth, but you have not said that. So I have made clear what my principles are here, and that is costs will go up for the wealthy and for big corporations and for hardworking middle class families. Costs will go down. The math does not work, Elizabeth. Anybody with half a brain knows that. Now, Buttigieg locking horns with Tulsi Gabbard on the U.S. situation in Syria. They're both military veterans. Buttigieg served in Afghanistan, Gabbard in Iraq. Respectfully, Congresswoman, I think that is dead wrong. The slaughter going on in Syria is not a consequence of American presence. It's a consequence of a withdrawal and a betrayal by this president of American allies and American values. You can embrace, or you can put an end to endless war without embracing Donald Will Trump's policy as you are doing. Will you end the regime change war is the question. What we are doing What is an endless in, war if it's not yet another regime change Please. war? Please allow him to respond. What we are doing, or what we were doing in Syria, was keeping our word. Part of what makes it possible for the United States to get people to put their lives on the line to back us up is the idea that we will back them up too. I thought Buttigieg was the strongest horse on the stage last night. Here's Klobuchar blasting President Trump and then Democrat frontrunner Warren. So I'm still waiting to find out from him how making that call to the head of Ukraine and trying to get him involved in interfering in our election makes America great again. Does it make America great again? It makes Russia great again. I want to give a reality check here to Elizabeth, because no one on this stage wants to protect billionaires, not even the billionaire wants to protect billionaires. Uh, we just have different approaches. Your idea is not the only idea. That was news to Elizabeth Warren, I'll tell you. Some Biden cuts, including one on his son, Hunter. Mike, I'm going to take your call as soon as we complete this short break. Your thoughts on the debate last night and my take on it so far. We'll bring the rest of the gang in on it as well. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. First name in town, always welcome there. Quick update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Then we're back at it here in two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Breaking news right now by way of an update. We've been telling you that Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and others in the U.S. delegation are headed over to Turkey to talk with the President Erdogan there about a ceasefire uh, between Turkey and, uh, and Syria. Erdogan now saying, I'm not going to be talking with them. They'll be talking to their counterparts. When Trump comes here, I'll be talking. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning here on Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. On the Democrats, Mike, I'm coming to you, but I got to grind through a couple of more sound cuts here first. If you want to talk about the debate last night, if you saw a clear winner, if there's anybody you think Trump needs to fear, or if he's going to wipe them all out, if you know whoever emerges as his uh, opponent in the general election, we'll want to hear your take on it all. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Here is Joe Biden last night, really uncomfortable, it was clear, uh, um, talking about his son Hunter, the question from CNN's Anderson Cooper. The question is, if it's not okay for a president's family to be involved in foreign businesses, why was it okay for your son when you were vice president? Vice President Biden? 
Look, uh, my son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I carried out the policy of the United States government in rooting out corruption in, in Ukraine. And that's what we should be focusing on. And what I wanted to make a point about, and my, my son's statement speaks for itself, what I think is important is we focus on why it's so important to remove this man from office. My son's statement speaks for itself. I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. Even when my son was the attorney general of the state of Delaware, we never discussed anything. So there'd be no potential conflict. My son made a judgment. I'm proud of the judgment he made. Proud of the judgment he made? What? To be on the board? To get off the board? What are we talking about here? That was really strange. Near the end of the debate, Biden got about as fiery as he, fiery as he can get these days. He laid into Elizabeth Warren about having helped her to get votes for legislation she was trying to get passed when he was VP. Listen to Joe and to Warren's answer that makes it pretty clear she's not about to give Joe Biden credit for anything. I got votes for that bill. I convinced people to vote for it. So let's get those things straight, too. Senator Warren, do you want to respond? I am deeply grateful to President Obama, who fought so hard to make sure that agency was passed into law. And finally, kind of a nice moment here. Bernie Sanders, just two weeks out from a heart attack, held up well last night. You know, the old socialist here asked about his health. You're 78 years old and you just had a heart attack. How do you reassure Democratic voters that you're up to the stress of the presidency? Well, uh, let me invite you all to a major rally we're having in Queens, New York. And we are going to be mounting a vigorous campaign all over this country. That is how I think I can reassure the American people. But let me take this moment, if I might, uh, to thank so many people uh, from all over this country, including many of my colleagues up here, for their love, for their prayers, for their well wishes. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm so happy to be back here with you this evening. Got a standing ovation for that. And um, we wish him well health-wise, but I wish him ill politically. And uh, believe me, that's where he's headed. He's down to 11% in the polls. He is never going to have a shot at the nomination uh, with his age and now having had the heart attack, let alone his just off-the-wall views. Here is Mike in St. Cloud, very patient with us. Thoughts on the debate last night, Mike? Good morning, bud. I just wanted to start by saying happy Yaffe Day for his birthday. No, 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 no. It's Alan's birthday, Mike. Oh, I'm just so used to... Yaffe always having a birthday. Sorry, uh, Alan. He has several years. Birthday. Birthday's not until yeah, next year. Yeah, come on, Yaffe. Stay out of my birthday. What? <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. I just I just pulled a Biden. Sorry about that. Yeah, you had <laughs> a Biden take, moment there. Uh-huh. My, my take was what Tom Perez started the entire event with. Now he you're talking about the, the head of the Democrat State. National Committee. Go ahead. Yes. He started. He called upon the deep state. He needs more whistleblowers. He needs more people to... Stabbed the president politically in the back. And that's the entire take I took. Schiff can no longer do it in the sunlight. He has to do it in secret. Pelosi has to do it in secret. The DNC is now calling upon all of their minions to secretly sabotage and undermine. And that's counterproductive to the American way. We like a team 
who runs the ball and everyone cheers. Nothing in secret. No secret trials. No secret coup. Got it. Thanks for that. Appreciate it, Mike. And uh, Yaffe, you watched a couple of hours of the debate last night. What's your takeaway here? You had some thoughts on the issue of Syria. Yeah, I could tell the Democrats smell blood in the water on that issue. They went after Trump hard. Although it was kind of rich hearing it from the Democrats who for years wanted us to pull out of Iraq too early. And Obama did pull out of Iraq too early. No, what, he, what, what the Democrats are all about, whatever Trump wants to do, they don't want to do it. I mean, it's basically, yeah, they supported what Trump wants to do for years until Trump did it. And now all of a sudden they don't. So I was like, OK, but I could definitely tell they feel like it's a winning issue for them. Mm. I was impressed with uh, Kamala Harris. She really pivoted away from raising taxes, the question, to yeah. pay for all, Medicare for all to reproductive rights, which is really good. The old lawyer's rule, you know, if you can't give a good on-point answer, just pivot like you're on Dancing with the Stars. I think her flame went out early in the debate cycle, and I don't think it's going to be reignited. I don't. Yeah, I mean, she's a good communicator and all of that, but there's something missing with the voters here, just like with Cory Booker, whatever. So I don't who know what won the deal last night? Buttigieg. Yeah. No doubt about Mayor it. Pete. Breakout performance. Whether it changes anything in the polls, I don't know. But the strongest horse out there. Yaffe, wouldn't you agree he was strong last night? He was, although I thought Warren did pretty well. She was attacked a lot, but she held her own. That's so she might happens. stay the front runner. That's what happens when you're the front runner. Mm-hmm. I don't see any of these Democratic candidates galvanizing their side as we head into the election. I think the Democrats hope now, unless something happens that we can't foresee or someone jumps into the race that we can't foresee. I think their only hope is that there's enough people who are ticked off at Donald Trump that they're going to vote for anybody who isn't Donald Trump. As we were discussing before, perhaps the one most likely to defeat Trump would be Trump himself. Right. We just don't know on that. But it's interesting, and I, I agree with you on that. I just don't see anybody there where the Democrats say, that is the one, Mm -hmm. you know? They're all kind of the one, but that's not enough to beat Donald Trump. News coming at the bottom of the hour, Alan. The Parkland Commission meets for a second day in Orlando, and NASA unveils its new moon suits. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 8.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Bottom of the hour. There was a debate in Orlando last night for the office of mayor. Uh, I can't play any highlights because there weren't any, but I got Oops. some lowlights coming up right after we we turn it over to Alan, and you have a very important story unfolding right here in the city of beautiful. That's right, bud. The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Public Safety Commission is wrapping up a two-day meeting in Orlando today with public comment. The group is finalizing recommendations to be shared with state lawmakers next year. The chairman, Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gualtieri, says schools need specific reunification plans coordinated and consistent with law enforcement. Should we say the Broward County Sheriff's Office did not control the scene at the Marriott and that resulted in inappropriate access, media access to victims' families? Yes. Yes. Gualtieri says the Broward Sheriff's Office and the schools were not prepared to notify relatives of the victims of the Parkland massacre. Many were given inaccurate information or could hear others shrieking when they received the devastating news. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A 17-hour manhunt that put three schools on lockdown is over in Lake County. Mount Dora police yesterday arrested Charles Gunn II for allegedly robbing an Orange County restaurant at gunpoint the night before. A second suspect remains on the loose. An annual event can continue in Volusia County. The county council voting to allow the Legends of Racing Parade to take place at Ponce Inlet in February, even though the county's lawyers recommended rejecting the proposal 
because the parade would allow cars on a part of the beach where they are not allowed. The panic that ran through a mall in Boca Raton this past weekend is now explained. Police say surveillance video shows a janitor rolling his garbage cart over a balloon, which popped, prompting shoppers to run for the exits. Boy, that's the state of things in this country. Yeah, everyone's on edge. Mm. And NASA unveils the new designs for spacesuits to be used by the next generation of moonwalkers. NASA's planned lunar return by 2024 means new spacesuits will be needed. Engineer Christine Davis put one on and showed the world what it looked like. So to be clear, Christine is wearing a spacesuit that will fit all of our astronauts when we go to the moon. NASA Chief Jim Bridenstine making reference to earlier this year when a female astronaut couldn't spacewalk due to a suit not fitting her. And Chief Spacewalker Chris Hansen says these new suits are a little DIY. This suit can be upgraded and it can, and it can be worked on in space by the astronauts. We won't have to take it all the way back to Earth on the ground to, to upgrade and modify. Eben Brown, Fox News. <laughs> Do-it-yourself tailoring in <laughs> outer space. Amazing. Elsewhere... The band Queen is once again going at President Donald Trump for using their music without permission. In an officially sanctioned Trump campaign video, the song We Will Rock You was used, which the band objected to yesterday. Queen has taken issue with Trump using their music in the past. In 2016, the band issued a statement after We Are the Champions was played while Trump appeared at the Republican National Convention. The great Panera Bread macaroni and cheese secret is out. Turns out Panera Bread makes its mac and cheese by dipping pre-made bags into hot water. I knew it. An employee revealed the technique on TikTok in a short clip that got nearly a million likes. In another video... The user said the reveal cost her her job. The company is now confirming that their mac and cheese is indeed made off-site with its proprietary, proprietary recipe using ingredients that meet their standards. Is there something wrong with this? Help me out. No, uh, they do it all no. over the place. Wawa does it too. <laughs> Most everything comes in a bag, it's frozen, then it's thawed, and then it's boiled or heated but up. But had they claimed otherwise? No. The people just think because it's Panera, they must have like a chef back there. Do they I guess. not know that the prisoners <laughs> I mean, uh, up in Lake County make most of the food? Pr- I don't know. What? <laughs> For Panera bread? Yeah. Oh, look it up, my friend. Mm. Okay. You're kidding. <laughs> Yeah, they have prisoners that do work release, and they work out of Lake County, and they make most of the food for the uh, Panera Bread. Yeah, okay, that's... That's appetizing. Oh, that's a work release. It's a little different. That's okay, from, it's a little different. All right, fine. <laughs> that's from Skittles, if any of Panera Bread's <laughs> lawyers are listening. That's SK. Finally, sports fans love to claim their rivalry is the best. Sure. Yeah. Two college professors used an academic approach to find the most intense rivalries in sports. The professors from Western Carolina and Northern Kentucky claim that the number one rivalry, above all others, is the college football rivalry between Arizona and Arizona State. No, I don't think so. What? I know. This is ridiculous. They say the most intense professional rivalry is the Los Angeles Dodgers and San Francisco Giants. Okay, no. This is obviously a West Coast poll. The, uh, well, it, it comes from Western Carolina and Northern Kentucky. Well, they're fibbing. The... <laughs> 
The most intense NFL matchup, the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints. No. What? In the NHL, the <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers and Pittsburgh Penguins. That kind of makes sense. No. And the top NBA rivals, the Los Angeles Lakers and Boston Celtics. Once upon a time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Back in the day. Really back. This is, I, I can't believe I this. I think the number one sports rivalry is the Red Sox and the Yankees. Sox and Yanks. Hands yeah. down. Not least, even close. At least in this room. I don't know what they were studying that they came up with Arizona and Arizona State is the biggest rivalry yeah. ever. And I don't think there's an equivalent mm-hmm. in pro football. I don't think there's an equivalent of the, the Yanks and the Sox in um, in the NBA or the NHL. You know, There are a lot of good rivalries, but this one is different. There was a time when Dallas and Washington was a huge NFL rivalry. Alabama-Auburn, maybe in college football, you might say, for Florida, example. Florida, Florida State. Yeah, I guess so. Texas, Oklahoma. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but Arizona, Arizona way State. Way off base. Wow. Yeah. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Headlining a story we talked about in depth earlier, LeBron James, the uh, superstar in the National Basketball Association, his criticism of the Houston Rockets general manager's show of support for Hong Kong freedom fighters not setting well with the demonstrators in Hong Kong. A day after the L.A. Lakers star remarks, uh, protesters burned James's jersey in the street. James told reporters that Rockets general manager Daryl Morey was misinformed when he voiced his support for Hong Kong protest. He was not misinformed. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Hey, we got a minute. That's about all we'll need here for highlights of a one-hour debate for Orlando Mayor. Between incumbent mayor and mayor for life, Buddy Dyer, his challenger from the city council, Sam Ings, and Aretha Simons, who is a Navy veteran and runs a company that helps nonprofits get started applying for grants. Um, This was amazing. Listen to this. Here's Mayor Dyer. Uh, The issue is the proposed one-cent sales tax hike that everybody knows about being pitched here in Orange County that would include Orlando. Dyer gets a question from moderator Mike Lafferty. Now, this guy's supposed to be a journalist. He's the Orlando Sentinel's opinions editor. To my amazement, listen, as Lafferty just doesn't seem sure how much of a sales tax increase we're talking about here. I would like to ask the, about the about the tax, uh, which uh, I guess is still in being discussed about what it's going to do and how it would be spent. And I, I believe it's one cent. Or, yeah, that would yeah, be about so right. One full cent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I would like each of you to talk about that a little bit. Mayor, you said that you yep. support it. Um, I'll be supporting it, and why? what's important to know is that uh, more than 50% of the sales tax in Orange County is paid by tourists, paid by visitors, and one cent of sales tax will generate about $640 million a year. All right, that's Mayor Dyer. Now here to the other candidate trying to take him down, and it's not going to happen, Aretha Simons, who, like the debate moderator, doesn't seem really clear on how much of a sales tax hike is being proposed. I still think we should raise, move that tax to the tourism industry. And he mentioned, I didn't know it went up to a penny. First, oh, I thought it was just half a cent. Yes. Now it's a, full, it's a full penny. Son of a gun. Everybody will have to pay that tax, whether you're poor, whether you're rich. So everybody will pay the same tax. 
um, we already have low wages. We're the lowest wages, so you're taxing people who already have a low wage. So I think it's important that we reconsider that. Well, that's the right answer, Aretha. As clueless as you were on how much of a tax hike we're talking about. Sam Ings, you're running for mayor. How do you feel about that one cent sales tax hike? Well, I'm not feeling it right now, and, and specifically because it's another tax. It's another tax on the people. We've got an affordable housing uh, crisis here in Orlando, and uh, we need to deal with that. This is really not a race. The election's on uh, November 5th. Buddy Dyer's going to be mayor for life and beyond. <laughs> and these two, ridiculous. So we told you earlier, we are mourning the passing of our former political analyst and uh, um, a, a great political figure and a great community leader here, Lou Fry, gone from us at 85, but never to be forgotten. Tributes to Lou coming right up as we close things out on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando, right after our latest update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio WFLA Orlando. We'll conclude this program the way we began it this morning by paying tribute to the late Lou Fry, our longtime political analyst at WFLA and a congressman, Republican congressman from this area for 10 years and oh so much more, um, passed away early this week at the age of 85 after a long illness. Lou Fry was a staunch Republican, but he was loved and respected across party lines, which is so seldom see today. And apart from politics, he was admired as well. I want you to listen to these tributes from a few years back from three Democrats, former Senator Bill Nelson, Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer, and former UCF President John Hitt, all saluting Lou Fry. Lou Fry is one of the good guys in American politics. When he was congressman, he knew as a Republican, he had to reach out to Democrats, bring people together, build consensus in order to find the workable solution. Well, when you think of Lou Fry, you immediately think of a visionary leader. In the early 70s, when it became apparent that McCoy Air Force Base was going to close, he went and convinced the president, the president of the United States, to sell 2,000 acres of that Air Force property to the city of Orlando for a dollar. Amazing. And I can think of no more uh, important economic driver than our international airport, and Lou's Fry's name ought to be stamped all over that. Uh, he was able to get a law passed uh, in Tallahassee that requires the teaching of civics. He's been passionate about the Lou Fry Institute of uh, Government and Politics at, at, uh, at UCF, and I've watched him work consistently and persistently uh, to get it uh, the support it needs to be uh, successful on an ongoing basis. God rest your soul, Lou Fry. You were one of a kind, and it was a joy to know you. From all of us, thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.